The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high-profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com. Well, when I started running, I suppose I didn't stop, and when I got the chance to go, I said I'd stay going, so it opened up. We're only the small little fish out there, so we are, and uh, we're trying hard to make it through. But it's hard to get the breaks when you're the smaller fish. Because I love this county so much, you know. And it's just I'm delighted that the lads, the lads did it for the people of Waterford today because, like, I'm hard, I'm heartbroken. Welcome along to the hurling show. It's myself and Damien here today, and I have to start off, Damien, by pulling you up on something because I, I sat down to watch Limerick and Tipperary last Saturday night. And the team flashed up on the screen, and here's Paddy Maher at wing back. Um, so you're going to have to talk. Uh, you're going to have to talk to your source who told you he was going to be full back for the year. Yeah, well, I was told. I was told that Liam Sheedy said to Paddy Maher to start the year that he's going to be full back. So he is, and yeah, he started wing back the last day. But on the evidence of what happened again the last day, I was still stand over what I said, and Paddy Maher will end up full back for uh, Tipperary. So he will, when he comes to the championship, so he will and. Um, but I was right in my prediction uh, column. I said that Limerick would win on home advantage, so I did. So okay, yeah. I, I was I was I, I was right in that. But I still, Paulie Mar will have to go back. Um, will have to go back full back. He has to start building, building from the back side. So and uh, uh, Tipperary is a long way to go, in my opinion. I I think they will be extremely competitive in this year's championship. So I do. But I I think Tip have a lot a lot of work to do, just because Liam Sheedy is there and. He's won an All-Ireland with them and he's brought them on leaps and bounds over the last couple of years with say, when he was with them. But I think Tip have a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do. So to do. But uh, Porrick Mara will have to go back full back. Simple as that. Okay, so you're not backing down on that one anyways. You're still, rely- no, you're still relying on that no, source. When it, when it comes to championship, when it comes to championship, uh, I will 100% guarantee that Porrick Mara will be full back. Okay, right. Well, I'll, 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 I'll make sure I'll play this audio back to you if that doesn't happen. Come here, the other... Okay. Fair play. Another bit of news is that the Clare versus Cork um, league game has been moved to Parky Rin. So the pitch, obviously, in Parky Keeve has been this disaster, <laughs> a disaster really for hurling. It does Cork no favours. And now, after yeah, all, you've seen, seen, you seen the text messages going around the WhatsApp of the of it's going to be the new uh, it's going to be the new Clown Championship. Um, so it is for uh, for. This year, so it is. I wanted to see that mess going around. I did. Around I did. It. Yeah, which is very funny, and then the, the whole stadium full of people inside the bus. Ah, like we can, you know, you you can say what you like, but ah, the pitch was terrible. Lads. Like it was really, really was bad. Even like the the football, like there's pictures in the papers of the the pitch all dug up. I, I suppose, like uh, just for a player's point of view, you know, and you don't want to be given out, but you. The players are putting in enough of effort, enough of training and putting their lives on hold and sacrifices. And the next thing you're going down to play an inter-county game, whether it's hurling and football, and the pitch was at that standard. It was extremely poor. Have you played in Parky Rain? I don't think I ever played there. Yeah, I did. I, pl- I played there once. What's it like for hurling? Ah, oh, look at it. was fun. Like, uh, we played Cork in one of our last seasons. I think it was in 2006, so it was. And it was roughly the middle of April so it was fine there wasn't a huge crowd there so there wasn't an awful lot of an atmosphere and like but um, there was nothing wrong with it on the day but just the pitch was terrible I was like jeez I couldn't believe what I seen it so it was absolutely horrendous yeah no it definitely was come here another one I wanted to ask you about was Shane Golden because I should have mentioned him really on Monday's show for performance <coughs> at the weekend because he was excellent and I was reading about him and he's been around a while now since Jerry O'Connor and Donald Maloney took over the team he has been out injured so he spent all 2017 injured and 18 injured as well so I'm just wondering he really impressed me he's an all action kind of uh, combative midfielder exactly kind of maybe what what uh, what Claire want in there really really mobile looks like a modern player got forward for two points and I'm just wondering is this fella a highly rated player in Clare and he's finally getting his chance or where has he come from? Yeah no he, he's highly rated I think he's club a six mile bridge It is yeah I, Yeah I was going to say I stand corrected uh, he's, a, he's a good few county medals under his belt now so he has, and, but he has been riddled with injuries in the last couple of years Davy Stitt used him a good bit now uh, in his time Did he? Because, I don't and, remember him Yeah he did especially in the leagues Oh, he might have made it through to championship, but he's a big, strong lad. He's in he's in great shape. So he does, you know. And um, I suppose the Clare management they're just trying to uh, strengthen their whole panel. But yeah, he's a he's a type of midfielder that 
be able to catch ball and get onto ball so he's, and drive forward. So he's, and that's exactly what he does for his club, Six Mile Bridge. But uh, just, I've, I have asked, actually asked about him, and they were just saying he was he was unfortunate with injuries. So yeah, but um, yeah, he's a fine now for um, for Clare this year. But it's like Anton uh, Colum, you, you have to push on. You know, he's getting his opportunity now, so he must put his stamp on the and put a bit of a charge in there as well so to try and make his his place but or definitely put himself in there for a third choice uh, midfielder but he could also play in the half forward line as well maybe even an option for you know a ball winner in the half forward line for player when it would come to it so yeah he, he seems to be a bit of a fine but he just has to he has to put a bit of consistency now into his performances to show the management that he's uh, one to be considered Right okay because it was Cotton Malone played midfield pretty much all of last year he got dropped for the replay against Galway David Fitzgerald came on and played so well in Croke Park uh, wasn't as good in the replay, David Fitzgerald. But Colin Malone strikes me as more of a league hurler. He'd, he'd be very one paced for that kind of middle third, whereas Golden looks to have a bit more of a spark about him. Now, if I, dec- I don't know if I've that called right. Yeah. Well, them three players are actually very, very similar. So there's Malone has been there, and they stuck with Malone all last year. And you're right, they did drop him. So he comes, Malone, I think, comes kind of from a football background. So, and then Davy Fitz, Davy Fitz was wing back, and then he was midfield, and then he couldn't make the team. And then, as you said, they brought him on, and then they started him, and it didn't work out for him. So I think they're they're looking for a player, looking for a player that can fill that role as in the midfield half forward line role, you know, to help out maybe like the John Collins and the Peter Duggins and these guys in the when it comes to the half forward line, you know, to it's ball winners. At the end of the day, Colin, when you go to Crow Park, right, you can do as many short pockets as you want, but at the end of the day sometimes you have to drive the ball along at some stage and it's it's an aerial battle in the, in the air and that's where Kikini won so many games and so many All-Irelands over the last 15-20 years so it was in the air you know so that's what Clare are trying to find as well but as I said to you I think Clare have a good enough squad and they have a good enough panel I, I personally think that they should be pushing to win the All-Ireland and that's my own opinion they should have got to the All-Ireland last year and they have a good enough squad whether they can get it together or not is another thing but they have the players and yeah. they have the talents. Yeah, no, exactly. Another thing I want to talk to you about here, Damien, is that Ballyhill Shamrocks are back. We're going to look at the club matches in part three. We have Marty Kavanagh coming up in part two, um, taking a call from the show as well. But Ballyhill Shamrocks have reinvented themselves this year and everybody will know Ballyhill Shamrocks from the incredible All-Ireland winning team um, back in the late 2000s where they would have come up against an incredible Portumna team and in, a, in the space of five years or six or seven or eight or nine, ten Portumna won it three times Ballyhill Shamrocks won it twice in that period now both of you came back and won another one a few years, a few years later but this was at your peak this, you were the two best hurling clubs by a mile in the, in the whole country and you've only you came across each other twice in that period, and I want to talk to you about the two times. So the first time is good yeah. news. The first time is good news for you. It's in the All Ireland semi final in two thousand and the All Ireland semi final in what year was that? That was the third year, two thousand and eight, was it? Uh, I'd say it was. Oh, is it either oh seven or oh, yeah? I catch you. I think you're right, yeah. Oh eight, yeah. Oh eight, oh eight, yeah. So this was down in Turles. There was ten thousand seven hundred and twenty-six uh, supporters down at this one. Yeah, well, that I remember well, um, Colin. That was that 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 game was played at an unbelievable pace, and uh, Sean Tracy was trained that year, so he was, and um, uh, what do you call it? He had was absolutely primed. So, so he had that game, and I always remember the headlines was, you know, for example, uh, King Henry versus Prince Joe. Yeah. You know, this was just, this was some of the headlines that was going around, you know, but I just remember that we went out, so we did, and we absolutely just tore into Ballyhale, so we did, you know, and um, I remember just, just a couple of memories. I remember giving a speech on the bus myself, uh, just leaving Portumla, you know, and everyone, lads were just reading papers and everything like that. And I remember standing up in the bus um, column on the way to Torres, and I told the boys that no way were we coming home without winning this game. And I told them that we were doing this for the pride of Portumna. And I didn't care who they were, where they were, who they had. We were winning this game. And we were all so up for that game. It was just unbelievable. So, and like, you, I remember, just to give you another story, I remember Aidan O'Donnell, which was one of our wing backs on the day, he was marking Henry Shefflin. 
and like Aidan O'Donnell wasn't, wasn't a dirty hurler or anything like that he was actually a very very good club hurler but he never left Henry Shefflin's side that day and he actually marked Henry Shefflin's over even to this day if we ever meet on a stag we do be saying like you know have you ever taken Henry out of your pocket yet <laughs> you know it's a, a, a bit of crack but that day we just took into Ballyhale and uh, we weren't going to come home out of Galway and I do remember the crowd I even remember often clubs do come down from Antrim down to Portumna. Do you know what they might come down for a weekend and maybe they might play a match? But I know I've met people from Antrim that came all the way to Turles to just watch that match. And I'll never forget the atmosphere I scored. I, myself personally, I scored 2-2 that day, but I just remember the very first goal I scored. I'll never forget the roar of the crowd. Yeah. It was just the atmosphere was unbelievable for a club game. Did you, you had, but, like, I mean, you had 3-6 on the scoreboard in the 14th minute. Like, I mean, you could yeah, yeah, completely blitz them. Yeah. So we came out with the blocks early, simple as that. So it is. Uh, I uh, I scored a goal in the first few minutes. Joe scored a goal in the first few minutes. Then we then we won a penalty. And we, it's, it's, I think I think we hit um, Ballyhale so hard at the start that it was it was it try, they were trying to get catch up in yeah. for the rest of us, and um, they never they never got. And then at the very start of the second half, at the very start of the second half, I got another goal which was probably a hammer blow for them when they were trying to get back into the game. But um, on offline, like this, Chaffet, Patrick was playing for them. Henry was playing for them. Um, then, then there was myself, Ollie, Joe, uh, my brother Niall was playing the Smiths, uh, Chunky Hale. Oh, like, we had a, we had a, we had a, in our heyday, we had a great team. You had a great you know, team. But they, yeah, had a great club Because they had uh, the Michael Fenley, Colin Fenley, Henry Shefflin, yeah. TJ Reid. Yeah. They had TJ Reid's brother. They the two Aylwards who were good players. Like, I mean, they, yeah. they, they had Joey Holden. They, like, I mean, or did they have Joey Holden? I think they did have. But, like, I mean, were you aware that this was a clash of the Titans at the time? Like, I mean, did you, you know, was was, was there a rivalry between the two teams as in who the oh, top... There was the, no rivalry. There was absolutely no rivalry whatsoever. Like, we respected Ballyhale and we all knew about Ballyhale and all the county players that they had was like we were up for it like we were there to make a uh, column like we had a club team at the time that we knew there was never going to be seen again in Portumna and we wanted to make as much hay as possible and people often ask me about Portumna like the, the reality is that with the Portumna hurling team I won 28 competitions with Portumna that's that's what I won I won 6 county championships 6, six senior league down 3 All-Ireland 7s 4 club All-Irelands uh, I can stay going, right? But we won 28 competitions as one unit, and we won three years. We won three years in uh, unbeaten. So like, and now, and to this day, like now we're now we're just being competitive at home. Like yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're we knew that this batch was never going to come again. So it was, and um, as I said, we went down to Torres that day, and we went down to win that game, and we just took into them. And with you know the way with club teams. You'd have people saying, you know, they wouldn't support Portumna, or you know, and that goes on in every county, right? Yeah. But there was actually genuine call with people from other clubs, absolutely roaring us on that day, because I remember people saying it in the stand, you know, that there was. I remember people from Cascar coming up to me after the match, and people from Kilcom and everything. They were absolutely thrilled that we we beat Ballyhale. But it, it was a great day for Galway. It was, it was actually absolutely a brilliant game, a, a brilliant game. Even even two years previous, I remember the game against James Stevens, where we played. And uh, we're uh, against um, Owen Larkin and Jackie Turner and Peter Barry. That was another great game with Owen Turner. So, um, but yeah, great memories. The next, um, the, ne- the, the next time you beat them, then so you won the All Ireland Club. You beat uh, Burr in two thousand and eight. You beat uh, De La Salle. Like we beat Burr. We beat Burr that year, the following game, right? And I, just to tell a story, we were motivated for the game, right? Obviously, playing board 20 miles from Portumna, both teams were actually training. Both teams were actually training. The one pitch was called Ballangarry. Knocked you down a hurling pitch where they had floodlights. Go ahead. You know, it's very hard to get pitches. Both, in, the, so in, the le- in, the, in the lead up to the final, you, sh- you, you yeah. trained both, in the same pitch. Both, both teams were training in the same pitch. We were, there was, the joke going around was that we should have played them during the middle of the week because where we were training on t- Tuesday night, they were training the Wednesday night, and we trained there <laughs> on the Thursday night. Here. And that was in a, t- a little small junior club called Knocked which is basically Ballangarry. In Tipperary, which another, another was very close with his is um, Night College, right? But we that's where we used to train uh, for for it. But uh, 
you, when we played Borough in that club on Ireland, we were motivated. But I always remember the day before the match, Pacho, Pacho Whelan was on uh, RT News at 6 o'clock giving an interview. It was just so funny. And I happened to listen to it. I wasn't the only one to hear the interview. And he goes, that we're going up now to play Portumna, he says, in Crow Park, he says, and they're meant to be full of superstars, he says. He says, well, I don't see any superstars in that team now, he says, and we'll see how good they are, he says, and we'll see who will the superstars tomorrow, he says, but I can assure you, it won't be Portumna. <laughs> and it was like, it was like throwing a red rag to a bull, like that, and geez, so we went up, and at the very start of the match, we went eight points down after 12 or 13 minutes, and we won it by eight. Jesus, yeah, some turnaround. We, and they had Brian yeah, Whelan centre forward, and like it was towards the end of that great Spur team, was it? They had, Mike, they had Michael Vernian, they had, so they had, they had Brian Whelan, they had all the Whelans, so they had, then they had, um, um, oh jeez, what's it called, the... Two brothers there. Oh, Hanafis. The Hanafis. Hanafis. Yeah, they, like, they, they had a very, very, very good team. But um, as I said, we went eight points down after 12 or 13 minutes and we went down and won it by seven or eight in the Ireland. But we had we, we, a super team, as I said. Yeah. So then the next time you played uh, Bally Hill was 2010 final and you had beaten Burr and De La Salle. You were going for three in a row and they got one over yeah. you on, on you. So it was one all really in that in that thing. You never got going in this final at all. No, we did we never got going at all in the in the final and uh, they they got a, they got a couple of goals in the first half and then we 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 were about eight points down midway through the first half and we we tr- we clawed it back to six and then at the start of the second half they got two more points and we we got it back to three column and then um, Bally Hale got a goal they got a very very soft goal against us um, against the rule of play and as much as we tried we were doing, we were the ones in playing catch up. Right. And no, um, no Bally Hale deserved to win that day. Absolutely, t- they were they were all over them. The best team won on the day. But it's an interesting. Here's another point to tell you, um, Colm. Uh, that year, that year up at All Stars, right? Um, we were knocked out of the championship in the quarterfinals, and I think Bally Hale were beaten in the county final, if not the semi final, right? And I was chatting Michael Finley and. Uh, I don't know whether it was his dad now or not, or maybe it was his uncle. It was a Laura Finley man, right? And he just asked me, uh, what happened to you this year with the club? And I just told him, we were gone. We were just exhausted. There was nothing left in us. And he just turned to me and was, that's exactly the way it was with us. There was nothing left in us. He said, we were exhausted. It was just very, very funny. There's two club teams that were after going toe-to-toe, maybe, we'll say, for two, three years constant. And next thing I just told him that we, we were, there was nothing left in the tank. Yeah. There was nothing there. And he said the exact same, that they were the same in the Kilkenny Championship. So it, we just, we were we were tanked out. Burnt out. I saw an interesting one that Bally Hale put Colin Fenley in on Ollie Canning in that All-Ireland Final in 2010 to try and disrupt him. Do you remember that happening? I don't. I, I, I'm not going to like that. <laughs> I, I, but I, I, you know, I'm not going to start bluffing you or bullying you. No, but, no. Um, I don't know, but more than likely if they did, it was probably just target Ollie under the high ball because I suppose if there was a weakness in Ollie's game, it would have been under the high ball because he wouldn't have been the biggest man where uh, Colin Finley probably would be very strong under the high ball. So, uh, but I won't lie to you, I, I, I don't remember that. And did you, did, you, did you put the same O'Donnell fella on Henry the second day and did it not work as well? Or how no, did I, that... I, I, don't, I think Henry started centre forward. Right. Where Aidan was uh, wing forward. Uh, on him two years previous like that but uh, on the day we didn't play well straight out and Bally Hale played very well and um, straight up Bally Hale deserved a win you know you've got to you've got to take the goods with the bad and um, and be gracious but we weren't good enough on the day to win the win the honour maybe the pressure of trying to do three in a row trying to be the first club team ever to achieve this uh, it got to us but uh as the saying is, it didn't work out on us. So they were the only two meetings then between the two superpowers. You didn't come across each yeah. other after we that. We did play a challenge match. We did play a challenge match. So we did. Uh, so we did down the pitch. Um, uh, maybe a year or two previous to that. So we do, but that was just harmless stuff. You know yourself now. Yeah. So, um, bringing lads on and bringing lads off, and you know that's normal challenge match stuff. So who won the battle, the King Henry or the Prince Joe, in the two matches? Oh sure, I would say in the in the two games, is it? Yeah. Oh sure. I think Joe outscored him, did he? Maybe, but from play, yeah, he outscored sure, him. Sure, sure, like if I said if I'd have to give the answer, Joe, sure, she's like sure. I have to be able to walk around for some of it, don't I? <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. Come here, we'll come back and we'll talk to Marty Kavanagh. 
can't touch this. A few weeks later, they played Phil Kenny below Nolan Park. The same year. And, oh, they were being hockey. But the camera went in. There was a fellow warming up. And Jesus, you should see him. Yeah, that was fucked. He was massive. Legs, ass, belt. But I burst out laughing watching the There he was, the epitome of what I said. I told you, homeboy. You can't touch this. Yeah, that's how we living and you know you can't touch this. All right, so Carla hurlers are the talk of the hurling world this week after drama Galway and the hero of that result, Marty Cavanagh, joins us on the line. Now, Marty, how's it going? I'm sure the going is good. Yeah, yeah, no, look, it's going as good, yeah. Um, it's been a, look, it's been a, it's been a good old week, good few days there since the Galway match. Uh, back trained there last night, good buzz around, good buzz with the players, obviously, after after getting that result, but... Uh, Kind of have to put it, put it back in it, back in our minds now again, and, and refocus it now again for Watford start of the week. That's the thing. Like I mean, I'm sure after a result like that, the attention on Carla Hurling and on yourself after scoring the free, just for a league game, I'm sure you, you probably haven't experienced that level of interest before. No, no, de- definitely not. Uh, definitely not. Um, you know, we I suppose we wouldn't we wouldn't really be used to that. Uh, you know. I, the crowd at the match Sunday was was unbelievable. No, none of us ever heard a roar like it. At, at for the last ten minutes when we were going to score for score, and just they really got behind us now. When I, the roar in, in that Cullen Park was was something that I never heard before, anyway, and I think a lot of lads never heard before. So there's a lot of attention on us, and there's a lot of talk. And look, we don't get it often, and so it's nice to get it. So we'll 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 take it. We'll take it on our chins, but and and we'll try. Uh, we'll try. I suppose getting get people talking about it more often now than that well that's the thing because the Carlo Rising hashtag is always kind of revolves around the footballers I don't know that they started but like I mean relatively the progress you've made in the last two years is more impressive than what they I'm not trying to cause a rivalry now between the Carlo hurlers and footballers but <laughs> when I think of Carlo yeah. Rising for some time maybe it's because I'm a football predominantly person I think of the Carlo footballers yeah yeah no I, I suppose yeah, I get that a lot I suppose um so look, you know, we're, we're, we won the Christian Ring there two years ago and then we won the league in the Joanna Turner last year. You know, we, 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 we competed in the four, four finals in the last two years. We won three, we lost one. Uh, so, you know, we're, there's plenty of, we, we have to win plenty of silverware and uh, I suppose we're just trying to, we're trying to st- stay up in Division 1B now and and then we're, we play a Leinster Championship later on in, in the, when the summer comes on. But, uh, yeah, look, there's such a buzz around Carlo GA at the moment between football hurlers. It's something that hasn't been there for a long time, and it's great. You know, we're dual county, and, and it's what we're both going very well, and long may it continue. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And like, I mean, you've only four clubs, and this is well documented. Well, how are you doing it with only four clubs? Like, I mean, this is ridiculous. We know you have a lot of brothers and stuff like this, so you, you squeeze the most out of each family. But like, I mean, it's an, yeah. it's incredible how you're doing it with such limited resources. Yeah, look, yeah, it's mad, really, when when you when you look at other counties and they they have thirty senior clubs, you know, and we've only four senior clubs, and then there's another there was Alan Cork and he's banging sound, but they're intermediate at the moment, but they're making good strides to come back up. But uh, look, I suppose we're lucky, we're lucky, and not, we're lucky in a way that we have a really good group, bunch of lads there at the moment, uh, and still relatively young as well. Not, there's not many lads that will be retiring in the next three to four years, anyway. So we're lucky, like we're lucky that way. Uh, I suppose going forward, it's important that something is done because, okay, yes, the county team is going good, but the club scene isn't great. And uh, you know, in in, in it's, we're lucky enough that we have a good crop of players at the moment. But it's vitally important that we keep developing young players because in in ten, fifteen years' time, there mightn't be a team there. Like if if it's going, if it keeps going the way it's going. But I suppose we're always getting results like that now Sunday, and hopefully we can get a couple of more like that. It will bring on hurling again in the county and it's will get more people playing well that's the thing Carlo. that's the thing now's the time to hit Carlo hurling with funding and games development officers when you're in division 1B and going well in it it's not when it's going it's at it's lowest ebb now is the time to invest yeah yeah definitely and in fairness in fairness there's, I think that there is good work going on up there uh, you know we, like there's there's we're trying there's in the town, the town teams like there's not much Hasn't much hurling been going on, but I suppose they're, they're trying to develop that because 
Monte Carlo such a big place and that and it's very important to have a good senior team there and get get a lot of hurlers up there. But because like all the hurlers are south of the county at the moment, um, yeah. and it's important we're just trying to get up, try to get up to north of the Carlo now. That once if once we can get that in, look, hurling is not going anywhere down the south anyway. But so hopefully we can get it going up to north. That's the thing, like Carlo, and then yeah. Car- Carlo Town is so soccer so big in Carlo Town as well. Like I mean, it's probably hard to break in, break back in there. Yeah, it is. It is, and sure. Look, it's all, it's, it's all football as well. Obviously, with with the town teams, they're all going and yeah. all them. Um, and sure, look, they're going so well as well. So, look, it's, it's probably look. It's a hard one, but look, you know, we after the match there on Sunday, John, you know, there was loads of kids out on the pitch, and they were coming out to all the players. Like, and, it's, and again, we wouldn't be used to that, and it was great to see that. So, as I said to you, with getting that result now and. They're seeing, you know, like the Joe Kenny them coming to Carlow and we, we we're after getting a result off them and hopefully it'll, I suppose it'll inspire young kids to to want to play. So hopefully, yeah. Anyway. The 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 improvement since two thousand and seventeen, Christy Ring, Joe McDonough league promotion has all coincided with Colin Bonner, um, his arrival in Carlow. Like, I mean, what has he brought to the setup? Uh, look, uh, yeah, look, I. I I suppose I can't. I kind of had one bad word to say about him. Where I don't think anyone would have a bad word to say about him. He's just he's he's extremely positive. He'll, he'll always see the best in you, and he'll always he'll never tell you he'll never going to give out to you. He'll always positive. Even if you did something ridiculous, he'll, he'll nearly always see the good side of it. But uh, right when he when he came in, we were in a bad we were in a bad enough place. <clears throat> we were only after getting relegated to the Christie Ring and that. So when he came in, I suppose he got. First and foremost, he got he got the players in and playing farm. He got the best players in, which we didn't have for a long time. We had only lads coming in and going, and that. And so he's after getting a good group of players there, and we're after bringing and we're after bringing on a couple of young lads there as well. We're right good as well, and the competition for places is brilliant. So he's really after bringing in a professional, I suppose, set up and just a seriousness to it, and I suppose he's instilling a belief in us as well that we can compete. And that's the thing, teams. yeah. And he's played at the highest level. He's played in all Ireland finals. So, like, maybe did Car- did you need that as Carlo hurlers to be told by someone who's played at the top level that you are top level players? Because like, it's easy to say it, but you know what I mean. But someone who was a top level player telling you that ma- makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah. No, look, he, he won two all Irelands with Tipperary, yeah. and uh, his CV his CV speaks for itself. He won Fitzgibbons with with he won two all Irelands with Ballyhale. He was part of Wexford's team as well. There, under I'm not sure who it was. Uh, so we were delighted to get him. I suppose it was, I suppose it maybe probably a surprise scoop, probably around around the, the counties when we did get him. Uh, but he, he absolutely loves it up up here, and look, it's great that he he's in with us. And as, as you said, he's after winning two all He's after working with left Henry Sheffield and TJ Reid, and I was coming in, and he's and he's putting that belief into us now as well. Like yeah, which so is it's definitely. Yeah, it's definitely all. Uh, it's definitely all working well, like, and it's all. It's suppose all. It's all gelling well. It is. So you w- you had an awkward conversation with him last year, I'm sure. So you played the league. Uh, you played. <laughs> you played the league finally. Scored one nine, and then you obviously had to ring him up and tell him you were going to America. Yeah. Yeah. So how did that go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it actually it went surprisingly well because. He, he went well. He went twice himself. Like I was saying, he, he's extremely positive. Like he, he nearly told me, he nearly kind of, he never once said not. Well, not that he didn't say he didn't say it in words, but he obviously wanted, he kind of wanted me to stay. But he never kind of never put pressure on me to stay. Like he left he left it up to me. Like you know, he said if you go, I understand because I did it and it was absolutely it was an unbelievable experience. So I, I was I was more afraid of texting my brother than I was reading <laughs> Colin Bonner, to be honest with you. So what did what, what did Jack say? Asher, Asher, he, Jack's Jack. You know, he's just he, he absolutely loves her and he he just it's, it's everything for him. You know, and yeah. uh, and the fact that I went I went to summer before as well, kind of after the county setup, and that's and then I was going again. But uh, he was grand. He was grand, especially after the one with John Mac as well. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they won it. Like, I mean, but that that was probably hard to look at from over there because it's happened to me when I'd be over there leaving squads, um, looking to see them doing well. Like, I mean, the selfish part of you feels a little bit annoyed that you've missed out on it, but that is you just being selfish. 
Yeah, look, yeah, of course, look, you, I'd be lying to you if I, if I said I didn't want to be there. Of course I wanted to be there, you know. And, and, I, and I don't think any player could ever say that, looking at their team, that, that they weren't there, that, that didn't want to be there, you know. It was, it was obviously missed out on, 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 a, on a, a historic day on Carroll GA and, and the way you go in history and went in the first ever John McDonough, but look, there, there are decisions you live with. And look, it worked out well, and look, it worked out great in a way, as in, you know, the lads got the business done and you get to come back then to Division 1 being Leinster Hurling like so it's great like it's just goes I suppose to show there's such a strength in the county hurling ways like with only four senior clubs like yeah no that, definitely uh, so so you're actually in almost a mini league we were saying on the show last Monday that there's like a, a mini league between Galway Dublin and uh, Waterford and then there's Leash, Offaly and Carlo. so Leash, Offaly and Carlo want that quarter final so you've stolen Martin now yeah. maybe I'm being disrespectful to you since you did so well against Dublin and you know drew with Galway so you have a march on Offaly and Leash now you have a point off one of the big boys that they don't have Yeah look I suppose you know we go into every game believing we can get some over it uh, you know but I suppose we the, we, we knew we had Leach and Offaly the last two games and I suppose they were the games we would be looking at in getting results and I suppose anything after that would have been great if we got in here over the first three games uh, we were fierce and lucky against Dublin we kind of we fell asleep in the second half and then so we learned from that kind of in, against Galway and, and we managed to get results out of them uh, but not on changes I suppose the, the fact that we're st- there are the two games that we're still looking at on, get, on winning and, and, and Leach and Offaly would say the same about them two fixtures as well like uh, so it's great to get a result and it's brilliant for training and that but uh, I suppose if we can't really we can't really lie on it too much or we get caught out yeah no he's a three drive man now that's true how are you feeling standing over that last uh, free then uh, I, well look I was I was nervous I knew I knew there wasn't much time left I actually didn't know it was the last hook of the ball uh, I thought that we had a two I thought there would have been another player too Um. Sure, it was, it was my job to, to put him over. Uh, just delighted to see you going straight over the bar. <laughs> if it was in front of the goal, I thought I would have missed it. <laughs> so, do you just so, in, in, I know. in a situation like that, do you just have to, like, you see Johnny Sexton and he, he the, the same routine, whether it's a tap over in front of the goals, as you know, like, I mean, do you, ha- you have your routine set down and you do your few, br- take in a few deep breaths and you just go through that same process as you always do, I presume? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, you have to kind of, you just kind of have to zone out. You have to zone out because at that at that time the crowd was, the crowd was going mad. Everyone was going mad, <laughs> and I just you just kind of had to take a few deep breaths and just zone out and then just focus on, just do what you usually do and just and and I suppose get the strike, get the strike in. And sure, I mean, unless we we hurl, there was roars behind me, so I knew <laughs> it was going for going for over the bar. So. Just relief, relief and delighted that it went over and we got a result because many years, many years have gone that we fell the short of that that result. We lost with three or four points and we're getting so was more more victory kind of lads saying well, only put up to them. So it's great to get some over it and 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 I suppose we'll install a bit of belief in those as well and going forward that you know we can when 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 we do work hard and and we we're holding this up up to that level that we we can we can uh, compete with the best. Yeah, because like obviously the thing I saw Colin Bonner saying after the the game that usually the weaker uh, the weaker team falls away in the second half after putting in a good show, but you didn't fall away. You you, you came back level and then stayed with them point for point. Like so, Matt, and did six of their all Ireland winning team. Like this wasn't a complete. Like I mean, I think they were slightly weaker against Leash the week before and beat them well. Do you know what I mean? So we're not talk. We're talking about the yeah. all Ireland favourites here with six all Ireland uh, winners here on it. Yeah, yeah. Look, we were, we were four points down at half time, and I suppose we were two points up to be before we went to Dublin, and we and we went out and Dublin, I suppose, brought just up to the big time, and we didn't up it at all, and 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 the bet was we six points, and we said at half time that we just whatever, just sit back now, just kind of sit back a small bit and just kind of ride ride the the tide at the start, and sort of they got the first points, they went five points up, and then we went back to a point down, and then they went four up again. Then we got back level, so then we went point to point. Then kind of then come the end, and uh, look, it's great. It's great to see him coming down with with a decent team. You know that they were taking, they were took a serious, serious, yeah. and that long, that only ups 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 the game for our lads as well. Seeing that, so 
it's great and because I said look we're playing Waffle House start of the weekend down there and it's going to be another massive battle but we'll, we'll go down there with great belief but we're, we're not getting ahead of ourselves either like we're, we're a long way off like yeah, so we're just trying to get we're just trying to get a bit of consistency in our performance and our play and and, and see see where that takes us then. So, like, I mean, I, I, so you've got Waterford next. You have a potential league quarter final. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. So it must be really difficult to focus. And I know every player says one game at a time, but you nearly have to because you just have to look a little bit down the line. You have Kilkenny coming to Doctor Cullen Park, like in the Leinster League. Like, it, I'm almost giddy for you like I mean for, like the year yeah. do you know what I mean the year that you're having like it's sensational you have Dublin at home and then you're away to Wexford and away to Galway in the Leinster League and I'm sure you're trying to push that as far out of your mind at the moment as possible Yeah uh, so look it's, it's it's an unbelievable year really ahead of us for Carlow because so long we've been we've been slogging away in, in the lower divisions and that and we finally got up and now we these games look forward to um Look, which which would be great. But look, I suppose for us, the league and the championship are just as important as each other because we need to be playing at Division One B at that level to get better. Yeah, you know, obviously the, the Lakes and Galway and these lads, they they're going, they want to be peaking for championship, but <clears throat> we kind of have to be playing well now and in the come summer because we want to, so we want to stay up there and and because there's no there's no point saying else. There's no good for us back Division Two next year. Because we need to play in a Division One B to to get better as a team and, and players to to reach that, those levels. Um, so look, we're, we're, we're nearly halfway through the lead there now, and we're happy enough, I suppose. And a lot more improvement that can be done. But so our main look, so our main focus is, is staying up, and then and hopefully that gets to the league quarter final. But we just want to stay in Division One B now, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And we'll take that. If we, we'll take that. Exactly. Just finally, um, with all these games coming up, Kilkenny coming to Dr. Cullen Park, I don't think you're going to have the same conversation with uh, Colm about America this year somehow or another. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, pl- no I, trips I, I, planned? <laughs> no, no trips planned, no. no. I don't think I, I'll be making any more trips. Or, I, I, I don't know I said, but brother will kill me at the, <laughs> if, I try, if I try to do that again. Marty, thanks very much for taking the call. No bother. Thanks, Colm. Remember my mother, Lord the Mercenary, she's dead. She's eight years this year. She never saw me hauling live, but she always went to the matches, to the hotel, the two finals, and we got off the bus after the first one, and the first person to meet me was my mother, and she said, look, what's meant to be is meant to be. She said, keep the head up. I said, grand. No problem, man, thanks. 96, back to the hotel again, first person <laughs> off the bus, my mother. He says, ah, look, what's meant to be? I said, man, will you give it a fucking ride? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Paddy Power predictions, Damien, and we've four club matches to look at here. We've the two All-Ireland Senior Club semi-finals. So the big one that everybody's going to be talking about is Ballygunner versus Ballyhale Shamrocks and Paddy Power have it very evenly matched 11 to 10 Ballygunner slight outsiders and Ballyhale Shamrocks slight favourites um, to win it but like I mean when you look at it both teams have inter-county stars both teams have a bit of pedigree um, obviously Ballyhale Shamrocks have an awful lot more pedigree but Ballygunner should have been beaten by Ballyhale they dug that out got a late goal to equalise and then won in extra time then they beat Napierce who are a super club all their players club players seem to be getting runs with uh, with Limerick at the moment they're a super super team up there themselves and cool I think ahead of the others um, Ballyhale have come through Leinster and just breezed through it on the other hand do you know what I mean Is then and then, and but then we have to take the huge break if this was played two weeks after the, the two uh, provincial semi-finals you might say Ballygunner have a slight edge on momentum and it being more tested but then there's an, an 11 week gap so is that going to throw a spanner in the works? Well that, that, that's exactly it uh, Colm you'd, you'd love to see the games being continued on and, and see how the lads get on but Ballygunner now has been there and thereabouts for the last couple of years I think they've done like I always say don't hold me to this but they could have done five uh, Waterford County Championships in a row they've been oh. Think they're up to there and there yeah. About, yeah. They've been there and thereabouts in the Munster Championship and they've just been unlucky in the cat. But as you said, against uh, 
Gallier, they do get out like, you know, and uh, they have a bit of they have a bit of calibre there as well, the, the Mahoney brothers there, and they're, they're I, you know, I just think they're two great players, you know, and um, watch, if, if you're watching the game now the next day, right, watch Mahoney, the lad that's in the, in the half-back line. He's one of the best players around to rise a ball in a rook among players. Just if anyone does end up, he's, whatever way he's able to get his body in around the ball, he's able to, and then, then you got Porik, who's an absolutely top-class player with a brilliant attitude, riddled with injuries and two crucials, has come back from both of them and is a top-class weekend. And then, as we spoke about uh, Bally Hale, they've got all the usual TJs and, and the Finleys and everything. So who could win it? It, it? it could go anywhere, right? But if Bally Gunner were ever going to do it, if we're ever going to do it, now is the time to do it. And sometimes, as well, Colm, it's a great time to get a team like Bally Hale is in the semi-final when, where there's been a bit of a break. Yeah. Because the momentum has gone, Christmas has come, they've enjoyed their, their few weeks off, then they've come back, and all you're working off is challenge matches and heavy ground and heavy training. So it's a great time to, to play them. It's like the very first year Potomac won their county final was in 2003. And... One of the big teams in Galway Championship that time was Athen Rye, and we got Athen Rye in the quarter final. And I remember when we was pulled out with a draw, we were all here, oh my God. I just, <laughs> but then we then we sat down and we go, no, this is the time to get them. If we want to take them now, we'll take them now, which was in the quarter final, and it was. So it's, it's the same. This this is the time to get Bally Hale in the semi final for Bally Gunner, and if they're ever going to do it, they'll do it now. Yeah, and Wayne Hutchinson has been talking about this break, so it's been eleven weeks since they played in the Munster final. And he says the break is pretty tough. You win a Munster championship in November and you have to go all of December and January without a championship game. It's a long, long time. It's literally a new season. So whoever's playing well in November doesn't really have that form to bring into a game two or three weeks later. They're trying to bring the form they had in November into a new season. Um, then he says Ballyhale might have the advantage in the, that they've been in this position before. So, like, I mean, Ballyhale would have, and their manager, Henry, definitely would have. I'm wondering how ye bridged that 11-week gap, and what did you do, and did it change from year on year, or did you just stick with what worked for you the first year? What happens is, Colm, right, just speaking on experience, right, you, you, you go and you enjoy your Christmas, right? And what we used to do is, sometimes we used to go back on Stevens' day and maybe do a bit of a run. And next thing, what happened is, you get a timetable of your schedule, what type of training you're going to do, right? Now, the schedule will change in and out the whole time. So it was for the matches, all down to weather permitting, right? And, and availability of pitches and lights, right? At the time, Pertumna didn't have lights when we were winning the Club All-Ireland earlier on. Now we do, right? So you're, you're working off availability of lights, right? If you can't get a pitch, you have to work off the availability of getting wall balls. You know, where you do a wall ball session, right? So then you're working then off playing challenge matches, and you're playing what we call the subs of county teams, which we spoke about last week, myself and JJ, or you play college teams, right? And then there's going to be days that you get a phone call on the Sunday morning saying the match against UCG, UCG has been called off because a number of their players have come in and said they're sick. Yeah. Or whatever. So, so then that. So, so at times it can be very difficult to prepare for games, and it's hard then to get pitches. And then there's weather permitting. Sometimes you can't do pitch sessions, and then you're trying to get pitches with lights. So it's difficult. But it's like this column. You can make as many excuses as you want, right? It's fifty-fifty game, all Ireland semi-final. You just tear into it. So it's as simple. It's as simple as that, and you just give it your all, and you hope you prepare well. You get the team right, you have the team motivated and you just go for it. Yeah, but the Galway Championship is always later, right? Because you don't have a provincial championship like the other teams have, which is obviously difficult for you, but you, you delay your county championship so that, you know, it's not too much what later. Happens in Gal- what happens in Galway, Colm, and it's very, very difficult, and I'm, I'm speaking now on behalf of a club player, right? We'll play two games. I'll, I'll speak about the 2018 20, uh, season. Uh, in April, we played two club games. Right, we did not play another game until September. That was uh, that was something like nineteen weeks. We waited for another game. Right, so then you play in the county final. It runs into the end of October, early November. Right, and then that's it because there's no kind of championship after the last kind of final there was with Portumna versus. James Stevens of Mayo and I think we won that game by 40 odd points give or take right. so and you, that was the last so, so you've, you've about you've about 15 weeks then you've got much longer time to yeah, bridge exactly. to the other semi-final way, way longer so, we, so it's all down to then you know planning 
what exactly the training you're going to do, right? So as I said, that's why I said we did all the wall ball sessions. We did running sessions. We did playing playing challenge match. You're trying to get lights. You're trying to organise pitches. For example, you you've you've knocked you down at pitch got and next thing you ring and say like the pitch is unplayable, it's water out then you're trying to get another pitch. It was very difficult for us. But like at the end of the day, Sean Tracy had a simple saying and he would say, lads, he says, excuses he says, excuses are for losers. He says, And you show me a player that give me excuses, he says, and I'll show you a loser. And it was as simple as that. Like, you know, we, we, we were delighted to be training and delighted to be representing Galway uh, uh, as a club. So we just got with yeah, okay, that's fair. So I don't, it, I don't buy it. So one, one team waiting 11 weeks, another team waiting 9 weeks. Like, it, it, I don't think it's going to make an awful lot of difference. Yeah, no, I don't think it makes too much difference like that, um, I suppose. Well, St. Thomas is then. Sure, they've been waiting around, like we've just been talking about. They're one to seven favourites to beat Cushendall, five to one. The interim champions have got a bit of history of causing a shock or two um, in this. St. Thomas is <coughs> one in All-Ireland 2013. Then we're back in it again in 17 and didn't start at all against Ballier and ended up getting nearly catching them at the very end but left themselves too much to do. How good are St. Thomas's? Uh, St. Thomas's would be a good club team, no. Very, very good club side. When they won their club at Ireland in 2013, uh, it was us actually uh, that derailed them. So it was the following year. So right. we played them three times. We played them three times in the one year. We played them in the group game, uh, in the group, and we beat them by, um, I think it was by two points. And then we played them in an All Ireland or uh, sorry, a semi final. And there was a, a very, very controversial refereeing decision. So it was where he, uh, it was like he got a radio piece into his ear to say to make this match a draw. So he did. We were up two points, and uh, the referee uh, went for two over carries. So he did in a row. It's brought to a, a, a draw match which was nearly murder over so it was but then we played them the following day and we beat St. Thomas's by a point and we then went on and won the, the club on Ireland playing Mountain Leinster Rangers so St. Thomas's have been there and there all along to that if you said to me who will win the county final this year, you'd probably go with St. Thomas's Gort or Lee Mellows in last year's championship so you would and that's the three teams ended up in the in the last four so yeah, St. Thomas are a good team. Uh, David Burke would be, I suppose, their spiritual leader down there. You have Connor Cooney. They have a, a couple of more Burks and they have a couple of more Cooney and lads like that. But yeah, they will be highly tipped uh, to win this game. But I will say they won't get it all their own way now against Cushion Dawes. So they won't. Um, they will go up there and they will uh, they will uh, give it their all. And just an interesting stat as well, Colm. Um, the last time St. Thomas has won the club on Ireland, their trainer was Dini Cal. Which is an eight of Clock Jordan from Tipperary, like who trained us as well. Yeah, he managed Leash, I think, too. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely brilliant, brilliant hurling man, uh, absolute gentleman, and he, he's an unbelievable hurling coach. He makes sessions really, really enjoyable, all to do with the ball. But he, he has been up with Cushion Dahl for the last couple of weeks, giving them a hand. Right. So he has. So it's just going to be interesting to see. Obviously, he knows ins and outs of these St. Thomas's players. He knows their positives, their strengths, their weaknesses. So it'll be just interesting to see will that have any bearing on the outcome. But uh, just a question on that. Where is that game? Is it on Parnell in Park? Parnell Park, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I, I will say one thing about Parnell Park. Parnell Park is not a nice place to play a hurling match. It's a tight on pitch, you know, for hurling. So it is. And that's where we used to, we played Dunlai there one time uh, in Parnell Park. And I tell you one thing, Dunlai gave us lots of Right. So we we were on and won it, but it's a tight. It's a narrow tough, pitch, yeah. It's a narrow pitch. It's very seldom you're you're able to solo away for a man and get space. So I remember playing Dunlai there when you're in, and as I said, they gave us lots of it. Cushendall will give will give um, Saint Thomas's lots of it, especially in that pitch. But do I see any upset? I won't. I have got. I'd say. I I think Saint Thomas's should be winning this game. Yeah. Okay. That's on TG Cahar at three o'clock, and then that's in Parnell Park, and then the other one with Ballygunner, Ballyhill Shamrocks is Semple Stadium at 5 o'clock so you can relax on the Saturday um, evening and watch these two games in TG Card. The other two matches are the Intermediate Final and the Junior Final. Now the Intermediate Final is on a 3.15 in Croke Park um, and this is on TG Cahar online. This is with between Charleville of Cork and Oren Moore Marie. Am I pronouncing that right from Galway? Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, they're in Galway they're known as Oren Moore. Or just Oren Moore? Yeah, we don't call it, just in Galway, we don't say Owen Moore Marie. Right. We just call him Owen Moore. So that would be Niall Burke's, that'd be Niall Burke's uh, hurling club and Darrow's back in early. 
So, oh, so, um, geez, they're two serious players at intermediate level. Oh, then. yeah. Yeah, they would, they would be. And then uh, Charleville have um, Coleman, isn't that right? No, they've Dara Fitzgibbon anyways. I don't think oh, Coleman's there. Oh, sorry, you're right. Sorry, you're 100% right. It's Fitzgibbon. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And, so uh, Fitzgibbon, plays, Fitzgibbon plays centre forward. So we could have Fitzgibbon versus McInerney then this weekend. Yeah. That's something to look forward yeah. to for, 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 uh, for anyone yeah. going so to that, that one. Garage. Now, Garage, Garage damaged his knee um, two years ago. Uh, they would have been maybe kind of tipped themselves to meet the, the all or the, sorry, the, the county final year. Do you remember the one they all Ireland? Yeah, and he done his. I think he done his cruciate or something serious in a quarter final or semi final. So then, so last year they went all out for it, and uh, they won the county final. So uh, all would have been there and thereabouts. So they've been a very strong club side in intermediate level. So it was for the last couple of years, but just didn't get over the line or whatever because there was a couple of other cl- strong uh, intermediate sides. But um, uh, they've they've a huge opportunity now to make history here to win to win a. Uh, in All Ireland, and Jerry McInerney then is the manager, which is obviously the legendary Jerry. So he's the left hand on top with the white boots and the long hair. Oh, who Wings doesn't? Who doesn't? Re- who doesn't remember him? Exactly. I think. I think you kind of went after his hairstyle there. For a while, <laughs> yeah. I Go did. On. I did. I had a bit of a mullet yeah. going on. Well, yeah, and, I did. And, and and the boots. <laughs> no, I never went white boots. Never. Never went. I'd have. Yeah. I actually have a pair of white boots now at forty-one. It's completely against yeah, the rules. Yeah, yeah. I got them for yeah, nothing, so I'm going to wear them. But Jerry, Jerry is the manager, so he's, so. Um, ah, that's very good. Now they're they're seven to four outsiders. Charleville are favourites. Charleville beat uh, Eddie Brennan's club, Greg Ballycallan, who beat Portlaoise in the Leinster final. I was over at that one. Greg Ballycallan are a good, good intermediate level team so like I mean Charleville are probably rightly favourites but you wouldn't be surprised maybe if Oran Moore can Oran Moore beat them well I go just, just if I can't in the club side um, you, when, when you have one real good defender and one real good forward right you've always a great chance and just Garrod McInerney is, is, is one of the leaders of the team right uh, some took them that time to get hundred a year right with Galway right and then you have uh, Niall Burke who's another in and out player which I think he should be on the go with senior hurling team continuously you know but, and, and he ought to take the free from so like they've got two massive leaders one yeah. in the forward and one in the back so yeah anything can happen uh, I wouldn't know an awful lot about Talibut right but um, if, if the bookies say their favourites they must be a very very good team but Owen Moore wouldn't be bad OK great and stuff and I want to just on another note Colin I'm delighted that the game is on in Crow Park you know, it's just to give these players the recognition, you know, even though it's an intermediate, it's nice to see the players getting the opportunity to play and win in All-Ireland up in Crow Park. So just, uh, it's, I know that's happened for the last couple of years, but it's just brilliant to see and just say well done on that. Yeah, it's fantastic. And the junior final is on at half past one in Crow Park. So this is a double header. Which and it's is all, brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant as well. Brilliant. You know, a junior player, you know, maybe that's their, their number one team of their club and you know that little town man gets to go to Crow Park and just it's just brilliant so well done whoever came up with this is just well done well Castle Blaney are in this one Damien and they are the first ever hurling team from Monaghan to play in Crow Park so like I mean that's another nice little story now now they played Dunhamangan Dunhamagan from Kilkenny. Um, they're one, they're Dunhamagan are one to sixty six favourites to beat Castle Blaney. Castle Blaney beat the Leitrim champions in the semi final, which is a um, a good one. Monaghan versus Leitrim in an All Ireland hurling semi final. You wouldn't be too used to seeing that, but um, Dunhamagan then they're unbackable favourites, so they have a certain Noel Hickey. Dunhamagan have they, what? What do they have? That many. Kilkenny County Senior they have no, members are. They have Noel Hickey still playing at 38. Oh, yeah. He's yeah there. I, marked, I, marked, I marked him in my time. So I just, What's it? I what? marked Noel Hickey. I marked Noel Hickey in a, in the, in a Linster final. This is the truth. This is the truth. And he, uh, Linster final, I think it was 2010. I got an all-star the same year. So it is, right? And uh, I, I was put in full forward on him at the start. I think I scored about 1-2 on him. Right, but uh, <laughs> this is the truth. This is the truth now, right? Um, I was going around. You'd be running around and trying to get away from him. And he was a he was a tall, a strong, tough hurler, right? Now uh, he wasn't he wasn't dirty to me, and I was right just to say that, right? But he was right. But I was, I was running around Crow Park, and next thing I just happened to look down at his boots. <laughs> and there was his left boot and a hole inside the top of it. <laughs> right. 
it was it was it was just like you know I have a hole in my boot. Who cares? Like you know I just go I just win a Lynch final for Kenny and I and I go back farming then the following day or whatever. Yeah. He, he, there was there was a big hole in the top of his boot. And he, he had it all strapped. He had it all strapped with black tape. Jesus. So Henry has ten All Irelands. So Noel has nine. He's got nine with JJ, who's a friend of our show, works for us, works with us here. Jackie Terrell, Tommy Walsh, and Noel Skeehan have nine. So Noel Hickey has nine All Irelands. Did he have a reputation for being dirty? Because you, you just said he no, wasn't dirty well, I, with you. I can, only, I, I can only speak. I can only speak for me. Like often you see, say that full backs will be tough. Or whatever, but yeah, he was tough. Like and he, uh, when we went for the ball, like he come. Completed very very tough and all that, but did, did he hit me any main strokes? No, not not one bit. But I said, um, I just remember that it was so funny that the a hole in his boot and, and the tape for black tape. It was just like, you know, I think the very first club on Ireland that we won, two very good friends of mine went up to the match. So this is the one where we beat um, Newtown Chandler, and I don't know, I I didn't even bother cleaning my boots for the All Ireland. So, you know, as in because we were doing training, the lads could not get over this. I would out have to go park with two pair, a pair of hurling boots that were dirty. You know, like it just, but no, as I said, no hickey. And, and the grip on his hurl was all worn and everything. It was very like, it was old school stuff. Like, very old school. It's, yeah. like, it's like that. And when you're there so many times and you've achieved that so many times, there's all the boots and the grips and all go out there, goes out the window. Yeah, no, definitely. And he's, uh, I wouldn't say he like, I wouldn't say, because uh, he kind of a traditional full back, I wouldn't think he enjoyed the role of chasing you around uh, Croke Park too much. No, well, I was sure. I had to play to my strengths, you know, and uh, what you call it. Uh, there was a story one time about Pat Spillane, column. I don't know, and I don't know the player, right, but Pat Spillane was playing for Kerry one time, and he was playing against uh, Clare, and he was playing against. Uh, playing against the wing back of player, and I don't even know your man's name, but when the game started, then was, your man hit Pat Spillane an awful thump into the back, and actually he was shouldering Pat Spillane, and Pat Spillane would move 10 yards, and your man would give it to him into the back, and giving it into the shoulder, and actually he'd run another bit, and your man was giving it to Pat into the back, and hitting him into the ribs. And so Pat Spillane seen me stop, and he says, like, I can't continue this. Like, this can't stay going on for the whole game. So seeing me, Pat Spillane ran him across the pitch, and your man ran after him. And next thing, Pat Bland ran him across the pitch again. Your man ran after him. And next thing, your man hit him a shoulder. And then Pat Bland ran him down to the full back line and ran him back up. And Pat Bland ran him into midfield, into the full forward. Because Pat Bland could see me run forever. So Pat ended up getting on the ball and started scoring points. And after 25 minutes, your man was taken off. So it's the, the, the moral of the story is you have to play to your strengths. So I just I just stayed moving when Noel Hickey was when I was on Noel Hickey. So I stayed going where Pat Spillane wasn't going to stay standing beside the man. He baited the lard of him. So he decided he'd run him around the pitch and your man tongue out. <laughs> right. Well, fair enough. It makes perfect sense to me. So we're not going to, in fairness, Castle Blaney are 14 to 1. Dunhamagan are 1 to 66. So we'll have to we'll have to go with the bookies there in Dunhamagan, even though we don't know too much um, don't know too much about it. So that's it. So it's All Ireland final, All Ireland semi final weekend. So the football is on the following weekend so look forward to that on Saturday it's all just it's just a new year again and the same it's just you know the same schedule again of sit in front of the telly on Saturday evening and watch two, the two uh, hurling semi-finals before all the inter-county games so it's great it's a great time of the year it's a busy time of the year isn't it for, for everybody too busy almost it's a brilliant time of year for sport whether it's whether it's GA or soccer like there's people talking about the Premiership and then there's rugby yes. there's Ireland with the rugby and then there's Liverpool and Man City and now you're going to be coming back into Champions League so yeah it's a, it's, this time of year is a, it's a brilliant time of year for sport and next year we'll be getting the whole headlines of the divorce Sunday job where Man United will be playing Man City and Chelsea will be playing Arsenal or whatever so um, yeah it's, it's a great time of year it's a great time of year column for the spectator that loves his sport it is it is the NF the Super Bowl final last weekend too right listen we're going to, we're talk, starting to talk shit here now we'll, let, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up we'll be back on Monday with a review show or we won't be back Monday we're not doing a re- review show this Monday we'll be back next Thursday where we'll preview the, the weekend's um, action again Damien thanks a lot good luck When I started running, I suppose I didn't stop. And when I got the chance to go, I said I'd stay going. So it opened up. We were only the small little fish out there, so we are, and uh, we're trying hard to make it through. 
but it's hard to get the brakes when you're the smaller fish. Because I love this county so much, you know, and it's just, I'm delighted that the lads, the lads did it for the people of Walford today because, like, I, I'm, heart, I'm heartbroken. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com. 